0: Hello, and welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation and transplantation. You can always find us, guys, at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Lori Steele.
1: I'm Joey Boudreau.
0: I'm Sarah Blakemore. Coming up on The Gifted Life today.
1: We'll be talking to a one-time American Idol contestant who's using his transplant story to help others. He's here with us on The Gifted Life.
2: And we're going to talk about the difficulty of honesty. Ooh, I'm
0: honest. All that and more right here. The Gifted Life. Hang on, guys. We're going to start out this segment a little different. We have something for you to
2: listen to that ties to our special guest. Yes, our special guest has allowed us to play you his new song about celebrating hope called Hope is Rising.
1: And here it is.
0: Here on the Gifted Life podcast, we are thrilled. Maybe I shouldn't sing because we have a professional Scott McIntyre joining us here on the Gifted Life. How are you?
3: I am doing so well. I love the singing introduction. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. You know. Yeah. Okay, and, like and his joking around sour, is
0: better you know? than mine. Yeah. I love it. Great. So we got to know you a little bit because you know you were on this like little you know TV show, right? Mm. <laughs> what was that called, Joey? Uh,
3: yeah. American Idol.
0: Oh, a big TV show. <laughs> Tell us about that.
3: It was uh, it was such a great experience. You know, uh, growing up, I had dreamed about what it would be like to make music for uh, people someday. I didn't know if it'd be in my backyard, you know, just for myself, or if you know, <laughs> or if it'd be, you know, for for crowds of people. But I just I just really had a love for expressing my heart through music and uh you know i as my life unfolded i i was given a story that i could definitely sing about with a lot of ups a lot of downs a lot a lot of pain a lot of suffering but a lot of um a lot of endurance and uh so it really worked well you know <laughs> and i i just uh, when idol happened it really gave me an amazing platform to be able to uh to to sing about things that are important to me. And obviously organ donation being one of those.
0: And I love that. And I think that's why we fell in love with you. All obviously talented, right? Like to get to that level, like you've got to bring it and you bring your best game, which was amazing. But then your story, like you're so humble. Um, and then you want to use your story to help others. And in my book, like that's just amazing. So that's what kind of drew me in and that we're talking is, is kind of cool. So uh, you, you mentioned a transplant journey, uh, which is why we invited you here on The Gifted Life. Thanks for accepting. Uh, let's talk about that journey.
3: Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. And thank you for the kind words. You know, and if people are are uh, are you know wondering right now this if if anyone doesn't remember me I was the blind pianist uh, from you know from Arizona at the time and um, maybe that'll jog someone's memory but it was you know it was awesome Ryan Seacrest tried to high five me you know after my audition and <laughs> that's right just kind of hung up awesome. there and been yeah. there for a few. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm never going to let him live that down. <laughs> but, um, I wouldn't. Yes, the, that's the good. The funny part is I, I, I don't care. I could care less, you know.
0: <laughs> but that's what's so cool about you. Like you're just kind of one of us, but you have this extraordinary ta- <laughs> talent.
3: <laughs> well, it, you're right. It, it definitely, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, I saw some people change through the process and I saw other people that stayed the same. And I I hope I'm still just you know one of you guys i just i'm just uh i'm just honored to be here and um yeah you know going through uh going through the transplant experience i think anyone listening who's been on any side of that and you guys w- would probably agree it it keeps you very humble mm. um i haven't met you know from the transplant games to donate life events to working with you know various various companies over the years that are involved in in this gift of life um I don't think I've ever met anyone that's prideful and Mm. I'm you know I'm sure there's always an exception to the rule but I can't think of anyone I can't think of anyone that I that I've met in the in the organ donation circle who has not been humbled by it you know um I mean I used to do so many events for the organ donation community and, and help raise awareness and all that. And, um, just the stories are incredible. You know, you can't, you can't really leave the same way that you came Mm -hmm. when you attend a luncheon, um, for donor families or any, anything like that, you know? So I started just traveling around with a tissue box
4: No, Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. um, but it's, but it's, it's, it's powerful. It's, you know, and, and so my own, yeah, my own story, just just that same story of you know death to life, um, of finding hope in the midst of hardship, thanks to the selfless act of someone else. Um, you know, I, I was uh, my first transplant was before American Idol. Maybe you remembered that, maybe not. Um, so. You know, and it was the wife of my piano teacher who donated her kidney to me and saved my life. She barely knew me, but she, uh, you know, she. every time I try to thank her, she just says, well, it's something I could do. Oh, right. And I, love that. Uh, I, I hear a lot of stories like that. Just so humble, so, so selfless. Um, that kidney lasted for eight years and then I was put back on the waiting list. Uh, after American Idol, after traveling to you know places around the world to sing and really you know my career taking off, um, I faced it again. And um, the second time around, I I was very you know humbled to get that phone call again that a living donor had been approved to give their kidney to me. But that time it was actually an anonymous living donor. It was someone I had never met, never done anything for who decided they wanted to save my life. And they never watched American Idol, by the way. They were not an American Idol fan. Um, Beautiful. But they heard about my need. And, you know, she said in the back of her head, she had something to say, why couldn't it be you? Why couldn't it be you? And it wouldn't go away. So she called the hospital. And out of all the people that, you know, underwent some amount of testing, including my wife, Christina, uh, this stranger was, was the best match. Um, I met, I met her six weeks later and she was 27 years old at the time. She has three wonderful kids. Um, she's, she's been a single mother and, uh, but just an amazing person who gave more. And so I, you know, I look at these two transplant experiences in my life and it's just an amazing picture of God's love you know just of sacrificial sacrificial love mm. for someone else um, that you just you don't really find many places in in the human experience
1: it is truly the gift of life you know and we, we talk about that and knowing that you you know what you endured especially before the first transplant with with dialysis a lot of people, you know they they may know someone on dialysis but you lived it you know and and you know firsthand the challenges and and mm-hmm. and the complications and everything that you know that that comes with that that it had to be um an amazing thing i would assume like how did that make you feel on the first one even when when you found out that someone was going to uh going to going to give you the gift of life
3: yeah it's really like um and i want to be be careful what i say because you know there are people on dialysis i'm sure listening and and it's it's great that it can prolong life and and actually give us that uh that that bridge you know to hopefully a better life again but in some cases no in some cases that's the you know that that's kind of where it lands but at least you're alive right i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, um, it it can be a dark time, um, but it can also be, um, you know, better than the alternative, which is death. Um, uh, so, (laughs) you know, it's the truth. It's the hard truth. Being a little bit facetious there, but it's, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've walked through it from both ends. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I started dialysis, it was, um, it actually was a relief because I, I had become so sick that i I couldn't even I didn't even have enough strength to really sing or play the piano mm-hmm. in my own living room for any length of time. I just couldn't you know push air through my vocal cords for that long i was I was exhausted i I um you know, just kind of kind of in a helpless state, and your body starts to shut down. The toxins mm-hmm. just build up and build up. And so when I started dialysis, I felt great, you know mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. i I could. I could eat so much again, you know, I could, I could eat whole, you know, pasta dinners and I'm not going to start talking about food because then we'll just you know, <laughs> podcast. He knows us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, it was a great thing. And then as it goes on, as anyone, uh, enduring it right now would, would probably say it, it can be difficult mm-hmm. and it's not great for your body long-term and it wears on you. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of settled into that quality of life and it wasn't a great quality of life, but I thought, you know, it is a quality of life. And I had that, that fear, which seems kind of irrational to anyone on this side of it now, but never having been through a transplant before, I knew that it would, it would change my life, um, in some ways. And, you know, some of those are good. Some of those are tough, you know, having to take, medication for the rest of your life every day. And, you know, it, it's a different life. It's it's not a cure. It's a treatment, you know, is what the doctors told me. Um, you could think of it like that as far as a transplant. And so I didn't know it was this big question mark. And I kind of hung on to death a little bit, you know, um, and, and didn't even, you know, wasn't even sure I wanted a kidney transplant. Fast forward, I, I can tell you, I'm so grateful that god led me down that path so that i i could experience the sweetness of mm. of this selfless act by another person you know just someone forget about me for a moment but to think of of a of a kidney donor giving in my case a living donor you know sacrificially giving so that i could have something better on the other side not for them but for me it's it's really amazing. And uh, yes, I had to kind of walk through the valley of the shadow of death there to use the metaphor, but there was abundant life that I didn't even know about waiting on the other side. Um, you know, and sometimes when we, we you know, it's, it's hard to see it when we're in the trial, but um, we can be stronger. We can be more joyful. We can be more grateful for having suffered through a trial um rather than never having faced it at all. I think that's that's so true.
0: You're so calming. I can listen to you. I know you have a new venture um and I was just looking at the title Enduring Hope. Man, I can hear that. I can I can hear that
3: from you. Yeah. Tell us about it. <laughs> you know, it's uh yeah, it started out as a as a television special which is still airing in different cities each week around the country um you can watch it online you don't have to try to catch it It, it's airing it's kind of random where it airs some of them are national some of them are local but you can go to scottmcintyre.com slash enduring hope so it's scottmcintyre macintyr com slash enduring hope and you can watch it there but something else that you know that came out of it was this this weekly podcast we're doing since we're on a podcast here I'll mention it yeah but it's called it's the same name it's called enduring hope and um you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts but we're trying to you know we talk a lot about faith on the podcast as it ties in with hope because you know me being blind I mentioned earlier on um you know sometimes every every step I take uh you know, on the sidewalk is a step of faith. You know, I'm trusting that the ground's (laughs) going to be where it was the last time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm oversimplifying that a little bit, but you know, when, when I'm trusting my wife, Christina to guide me around a new place in a new city where we might have, have a concert or an event, um, I'm trusting that whoever is guiding me is not going to, going to run me into something that's faith. You know, I think anyone who's had a loved one pass away and, and been able to courageously make the decision to give the gift of life out of that, out of that, uh, that tragedy to bring hope to someone else, um, in, in the, in the most painful moment of their life though, that, that took faith, that took faith to kind of look beyond the situation at hand and say, this is so painful. And yet, um, I'm trusting that uh, that that something good can come out of it um, for someone else. But also for a lot of the a lot of the donor families I talk to, it, it's you know you can never um, that's that's a, such a hard decision to have to make. But I can tell you the people that um, that we're given the the strength to say yes to organ donation, um, it's kind of a salve for them you know it's kind of a it it even helps them as they look back on their loved one to know that yes I would never wish for this but look at the look at the life that my loved one was able to bring to another look at the look at the legacy you know so we talk a lot about that and I you know we talk about my transplants on the podcast and being blind but it's really about helping people find not just hope, but enduring hope, like you said, that you know a hope that can last through suffering, that can endure through suffering. Um, you know, because I think we all have a tendency to just say, "Oh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, tomorrow's a new day, right? You know, if today if today's hard, just wait till tomorrow. You you know, fresh start, put you know, put your past behind you. All that. You know, some of those are are good things, um, but if we can redefine suffering. um, if we can learn to be joyful in the midst of the trial, that's really life changing. And that's what we're trying to help people think about with the podcast, um, Enduring Hope. Uh and my my wife and I do it together each week. It's really short too. It's five minutes. So (laughs) it's like, you you know, we try to keep it very digestible. But (laughs) um but that really that really changed it for me when I realized, you know, you know, I don't have to wait for my circumstances to get better in order to enjoy the the blessings around me, you know, in order to make a difference, in order to inspire people. My first transplant, I was just excited to get through it. You know, it was like, man, I, you know, God brought me through the, the hard thing, you know, but the second time I, I really learned, you guys, I was a little bit older. My wife helped me with this too, but in life, we don't always get the kidney transplant. We don't always get the cure or the easy, you know, solution or the healed relationship right away, um, if ever, in this life. And so, um, you know, that that's that one, we have to come to terms with that. But two, we got to realize that, that our joy is not, not dependent on those things. And so the second transplant, man, I just tried to be present. You know, I had thoughts like, man, if I can just get through the three days in the hospital, then I'll be good. If I can just get the catheter out, you know, (laughs) anyone listening will know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to elaborate. But (laughs) I caught myself thinking those things, you know, wanting to skip past
4: Mm -hmm. the
3: hard stuff. And I said, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Um, You know, Scott, you, you need to be present in the hospital, even when it's painful, even when, you know, it's it, it's the the hardest part of the transplant experience. We're not going to skip past that this time. We're going to see, you know, what what does God have for me in that moment?
0: Man, what a great <laughs> message! Amen. Yes. So, um, a lot of our our donor families <laughs> um, uh, talk to us, and they love to be surrounded by recipients and and see how they're they're living life. And then, you know, you're. Uh, in front of so many more eyes and and people are are watching you guys and they're listening to what you have to say and they're downloading your podcast and you're using your story. Like what a gift um, for all of us. Um, And and kudos to you for mentioning your wife a couple of times. I'm going to give you credit for that. Uh, but, But you live life with her. I understand you expanded your family. Like what great lessons, like because of these gifts... Here's what's happening in my life, not only professionally, but but personally. This family is growing and, and, and we're working this out together.
3: Yeah, we have a, a five-year-old Christian and a daughter, Stella, who's almost one and a half. And uh, it's amazing because, I, you know, we weren't able to have kids um, before my second kidney transplant. You know, the kidneys, as you guys know, they interact with a lot of the systems in the body in, you know, in some different ways. And they, uh, they're needed for a lot of things um, in addition to, you know, beyond just filtering the blood and all that. But, um, you know, so in, in a way, like my, my kidney donors not only gave me the gift of life and gave me my life back, but they allowed us to create new life. And Mm -hmm. it's just a very tangible way to say, look, you know, literally just look at our kids. Um they wouldn't be here without uh that that life-saving gift. And so in a very real sense, I can I can look at physical thing, you know, look is in quotes for me. I can (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. look at physical things in my life, real real life that's around me and say, this, this is because of what my donors gave to me, you know, their, their gift is going far beyond just themselves. Um, and you know, that, that's something I, I extend out to life in general. You know, I don't think any of us can really know the impact that one selfless act uh, for someone else can, can have on the lives of many people.
1: It's truly a legacy. You know, we talk about it and, and they were able to give you that legacy that's going to be going on and on and on for much longer than even your, you, you know, you and I and all of us are around. So that that is when you think about it like that, uh, it's, it's not just you, that they gave life to, you know, it's 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 your kids, your grandkids, and everyone mm. after that.
3: You're exactly right. It's it's amazing to realize that, you know, and just man, just there, you know, I think of both of my donors. I think of the the second story, my second uh, donor, the you know the anonymous person that is now a dear friend, um, just saying yes to that prompting, you know, um, by making that decision. She she literally changed the legacy. I
0: love it. Do your kids know how cool you are? <laughs> You're still kind of young, huh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, um, I, at some point I'm going to have to, you know, go back and and play all the American Idol episodes for my son. Right, <laughs> right. He knows. He knows. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> um, but he, it's really cute. He, um, you know. I think he wants to make an album now, you know, Uh, I was going (laughs) to ask if they were following in
0: your footsteps.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, um, it's, it's really cool to kind of involve him. I mean, he definitely knows that, um, he knows what, you know, what, what I, what I do and about the music and speaking and all that. And he knows it's about changing lives. You know, music used to be more of an artful thing for me and it still is. And, some degrees. Uh, but along the way, I, I, really, I really shifted year by year, um, over these past 10 years or so, um, just from, from music being an art or, or artful to music being purposeful first. And, um, so everything I, I do with it, I really try to focus back on, on why I'm doing it, you know, what, what impact can it make in the lives of others? And um, rather than it just being, you know, a cool song or a a cool art piece, which is great. There's, there's some artists out there that are much, much more artistic than me, (laughs) but uh, you know, what, what can this do for someone? What's the life change that this can bring about? And so I've really started to use music as a, as a tool in that way, just to, to help others find hope, hopefully.
0: Well, your story is resonating with so many, uh, but I just keep going back. Like you have these children um, who will grow up knowing um, that you should just help help another human. Like that's the right thing to do. That's the good mm. thing to do. And, and what a legacy. That's mm-hmm. powerful.
3: Yeah, it's it is interesting to hear. Yeah, to hear my son, you know, talk about my kidney donors. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's I... kind. It's kind of weird, but in an amazing way in his own way he he knows you know he's just very matter of fact right now and he has a lot of joy and like like i do he's very exuberant but he he knows that i wouldn't be here if uh if my donor had not given me her kidney um and I'm not sure exactly what he thinks about that, but I know know he's amazed by it.
0: (laughs) I love listening to Proud Parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Scott, you're amazing. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks to your wife uh, for all that that she does and uh, for you guys working together. Thanks so much for your time. Guys, if you're listening, you want more, you heard about all of his exciting projects, scottmcintyre.com. McIntyre is M-A-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E. Thank you so much. On the Gifted Life Podcast, we take a moment for mental
2: health.
1: Yeah, honestly, Sarah, what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> All right, I liked it. Um, okay, guys. Can you both describe a time you don't have to, but think of a time I'm when you told the truth, but it hurt you. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of times. Like yeah. you, you it's uh, uh, only so far you can go with honesty mm-hmm. S- in certain yeah. uh, situations. You know, you got to have some limitations. If my wife says, hey, you know, does this look uh, make me look fat? <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> of course it doesn't. <laughs> but you know sometimes uh, she should have worn other uh, outfit. I mean oh, who knows Joey.
2: <laughs> Ashley don't listen to this episode.
0: <laughs> He's being honest though we got to yes. applaud him for that. but I have a hard time because I don't want anybody to feel less than after mm-hmm. a conversation with me. so I tell them kind of what they need to know maybe to help in that situation but I don't want them leaving feeling less than That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. you know or, or maybe that's right. a good thing I don't I don't know it's a balance it's tough yeah but.
2: and i think you know in the context of like there's some new research out there with students and it shows a that students who have more generous attitudes towards cheating or plagiarism actually show higher levels of distress and sadness mm. so yeah. we can all think of a time when we were students or maybe we we're at work and we we're like it'd be so easy to just like you know kind of copy that or paste that it- i was mm-hmm. so worried to get in trouble
0: like if somebody's going to get in trouble for like a minor it's going to be me, me like I, sh- I just always believe that and so uh, that kind of held me back <laughs> yeah and so and it could have been a lot easier like That's for me uh, i was
1: very consequences like uh, i was consequence based yeah. with my, my thought mm-hmm. process yeah. and and so knowing that if i get in trouble then this, then I get kicked out of nursing school, right. and then I get this. The and that, big picture. You know, so, it's-
2: so those are the negative consequences, but we all know, too, that sometimes when you're honest, you're not going to get a positive response back. So there's stress and difficulty in telling the truth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do, what I believe is that honesty is a characteristic of your heart and your strength. Mm-hmm. So while it might be more difficult to tell the truth and be a little bit honest, it definitely comes with feeling a little bit more pure, a little bit more truthful, and you're stronger because of it. And we know that sometimes making the right decision is not the easy decision. That's the truth.
0: I always say, you know, at the end of the day, I got to lay my head down mm-hmm. and, and sleep soundly. Like that's my goal every day. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything to step outside of that. But man, it's it's tough during the, the day because some things do need to to be said. And Joey, in in your line, Mm -hmm. there are lots of things that they're at stake for a whole company. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is difficult, uh, to, to deal with just like a a lot of thought process during the day.
2: Yeah. But I think when you have those really honest conversations, when you tell the truth to someone, it leads to more a positive relationship Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the end, when you're telling the truth, when you're being honest to one another, it strengthens those relationships and you have more positive, um, Interactions. Mm-hmm. So I think really what you know what I want to come out of this conversation is to have conversations with each other about how difficult it can be to be honest, but how good and bad things have led from that. Mm-hmm. But if we're all being truthful and you know having that dialogue about what it means to tell the truth, mm-hmm. it'll lead to stronger connections.
1: I learned a long time ago on the Game of Thrones, uh, John <laughs> Snow. <laughs>
0: oh well,
2: said, here we get, like this so is a great Life source. lessons,
1: life lessons, and he said, "If I bend the knee." To her then I've lied and it compounds another lie and right. another lie and where yeah. does it end mm-hmm. so if I'm not truthful in every moment then what good am I
2: yeah Slippery I totally slipped. understood that you like did. I did exactly, that you know, exactly which, which <laughs> yeah one lie leads to the next exactly. <laughs> so, don't, so if Compound. you can yeah yeah and just reflect on yourself and be honest with yourself as well Yeah, and, and trust goes
0: in there too like mm-hmm. you know are, are you gonna be uh, have a listening ear on your end too right? you know yeah Ah, lots to think about I need to have a separate conversation with Sarah. (laughs) Maybe you have a topic you'd like us to cover. Just email
2: us. It's easy info at thegiftedlife.org. All right. And our question and answer segment, Joey, I want you to answer this one for us. If a person is famous or rich, can they get an organ before a regular Joe and or Jane? I even knew the answer to that one, Joe. <laughs>
1: I know. Well, of course, we've had the question and we we're sure. all asked the question sure. many times, of course, when people find out what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have someone saying, "Oh, I want to get put on the top of the list mm-hmm. for a liver or whatever since I know you." And of course, my my answer is the standard, "Well, it's good that you know me and we're we're partners <laughs> know as what we, we do. say are friends." <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, regardless of how much money you have, who you know, who knows you, mm-hmm. we see the list that comes up and it's it's based on how sick you are, proximity, geography, things like that. We can't just skip to, to someone we know or someone who is famous or someone who slid us a couple hundred thousand under the table. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. We have to answer to every single Every single time that we don't follow the list exactly as it is, we have to answer to uh, what's called the MPSC mm-hmm. uh, and UNOS to UNOS essentially, which is a United Network of Organ Sharing, who's in control of of the list and all that. And and when I do when I mention the fact that we will jump it for for one reason or another, that's the only acceptable answer is because it would have gotten buried otherwise in mm-hmm. other words if if someone something happened to a recipient last minute and now we have to reallocate it but we can't exactly go to the next person on the list because they might be in another state in those situations of course exceptions are made and that's it you know right. those are the only exceptions right
0: yeah Rolls and regs. All right, guys, you can go to our LOPA resource page to learn more about LOPA, about donations. So, lopaorg facts is where you can go. And maybe you have a question you'd like us to tackle here on The Gifted Life. You can do that too. Uh, we'd love for you to call us 504 648 3477.
1: Every episode of The Gifted Life, we honor a hero. Today's hero is Brenda Myers.
0: And we learn about Brenda from her family. A wonderful wife, mother, grandmother, daughter, sister, aunt, cousin, and friend left this world in 2005 as the result of a stroke and brain aneurysm. She gave so much of herself throughout her life that it seemed so natural for her to make the decision to be an organ donor, a decision that she made in the late 70s. She was always extremely adamant about her wishes to be a donor, so when the time came for her family to be questioned about donating her organs, the decision had already been made by her. Brenda's family is very proud to know that her liver kidneys and corneas went to five different recipients in Louisiana Mississippi and Mexico and they are very sure that she would be pleased as well she never met a stranger and touched the lives of everyone she ever got to know
2: and you can see how Brenda's family honored her with a quilt on our website lopa.org go under heroes and our quilt section and now we pause and say thank you to Brenda for the gift of life
0: And that is going to do it for episode 182 of The Gifted Life. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, you can register anytime as an organ, eye, and tissue donor at registerme.org.
1: Special thanks to Scott McIntyre. What a talented and overall wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. Painted forward and inspiring others through his music and his podcast. And how great was that life lesson that he gave us. Be present even through the most difficult of times.
2: Oh, it resonated with me. Because we always think about, like, rushing through those hard times, getting them over with. But pausing and just living in the moment is really going to, you can find meaning in it. Mm -hmm. I just thought he was great. And he was on The
0: Gifted Life previously, episode 75. He lent his talents uh, for the Rose Parade, which is always awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, You heard his song, Hope is Rising. You can find that anywhere, right? Yeah, Spotify, YouTube. I just found him. I love it. And one of the lines in there, every step, is a step worth taking. I just love it. Mm -hmm. We love him. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, guys. The best place to find us is at our website, thegiftedlife.org. You can listen to any of our episodes on our website or wherever you like to listen, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If it's Apple, please leave us a five-star rating, review, subscribe, so that others can find us. On social, you can like our Facebook page, the Gifted Life Podcast. We'd appreciate it. You can also follow
0: us on both Twitter and Instagram at gifted life pod we ask that you go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen for one team This is a production of LOPA, or the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreaux, and Sarah Blakemore. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Caraway. Intern is Rebecca Ranham. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.